What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? Sorcerer Chromatic is back this week, and we drink and review a beer that is near and dear to both of our hearts, the Anchor Brewing Special Ale, which we refer to as the Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, because that's what it says every year on the label. It is a winter warmer, and it does not disappoint this year. But we also have the beer news, and in our cold brew list, we have the third quarter of, the, of our NFL coaches corner and how they did this week. And then plus also a little, little bit more uh, talk about football, just real quick. Nothing big, but the coaches corner does take up most of the show. So before we get into that, just want to remind you to follow us on Instagram and untapped. Search cold brew podcast. All right. So without further ado, it's time for another cold brew. at your pre-recorder from cold brew studios i am greg he is sorcerer chromatic and we're here to talk about beer yes we are how you doing this week man oh i'm doing good i'm doing good uh well by the time this dropped christmas would have dropped and uh i was kind of absent last week too so it's gonna be back good yeah. to be back um you know just, just some, some scheduling conflicts uh just kind of caught up with us that week so yes uh i know some of the rumors in in the dirt sheets are we're breaking up <laughs> or the shows that need but that, that's that couldn't be farther from the truth <laughs> that's right what dirt sheets do you read <laughs> i haven't i didn't see that yeah i don't know <laughs> hey uh, are, yeah. are the rumor i was canceled no, no oh yeah all right all right yeah no we're back full force and we're here to talk about some beer so let's open some beer shall we and drink up. Sure. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Today, I have in front of me from our good friends in... Where are they out of Japan? Uh, no, from uh, San Francisco, California. They're owned by a Japanese conglomerate, but this is from Anchor Brewing out of San Francisco. And I have their Merry Christmas, Happy New Year 2022. And they call it a special what? ale. Not, you know, it's not a, on the bottle anyway, it's a special ale. It's not a strong ale. It's not a stout. It's not a, you know, it's just a special ale. Um, 12 ounce bottle, 7.2% alcohol by volume. So, you know, not, not too, uh, um, not too strong, but it is still a very hefty beer. It's got a big mouthfeel to it, you know, traditionally. And of course they have their famous artwork. What is it? They're like their, I don't know, their, 40th or almost 50th uh, edition and they always have a different artwork on it and it's very beautiful hand-drawn illustration of a tree usually it's a big tree and this one's got a one big tree and three little small trees and a building right next to it what does it say I, I need glasses now holy crap what's it <laughs> blue gun tree thank you alright uh, so without further ado <laughs> pop off What do you got? Well, uh, kind of a switching up this week to do a cheers from afar. I too have anchors. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah, all right. So yes. So if you listen to the show and you have one in your fridge, go get one now. <laughs> That's right. We'll Everyone. wait. <laughs> we'll wait. This is the 48th our special ale from the Brewers of Anchor. This ale made with natural flavors features a new recipe and treat every year, but the intent with which we offer is the same joy and celebration of the newness of life. Trees symbolize the winter solstice when the earth with its seasons appear born anew. Mary Ellen Pleasant planted blue gum trees in 
front of her San Francisco home in the 1800s. The home is long gone, but her landmark trees remain a living tribute to the mother of civil rights in California. Very nice. All right. Actually, you read that pretty well, and I even looked it up uh, on Untapped. Hopefully, they had the the write-up on there. It's not. So you did a very good job. (laughs) Way better than I did my first time. You know what I was doing, though? I was, like, rotating the the label, like the bottle, constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But but my my scene didn't line up. And then also, like, half the label covers the start of the next sentence. So it's like, oh, geez. I'm oh, yeah. I really up against mean. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, and, um, untap uh, labels this as a winter warmer. So, yeah. And ah. uh, and this year, it's not called their Christmas ale. They call it their special ale. So if you look it up, look it up on Untapped, it'll say Anchor Special Ale 2022. Word. And yeah, there's no um, ingredients list or anything on there. and But yeah, this is definitely a winter warmer. Natural ales. Got some spices in there. Very malty. Little sweetness going on. I'm th- I'm getting like, a, like a, a dankiness too. Maybe probably from the hops they use. Um, sure. And uh, what, what do you got? I mean, like what's your, uh, your take on this beer? It's, very like, it's got like that piney flawness to it. Right. That, that's what I'm getting off right away. That's exactly, yeah, that's, that's what I meant by the, uh, I'm guessing it's from the hops, but it could be from the, the whatever spices. Maybe they threw some uh, some uh, old pine tree in there. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we will rate these beers, or this beer actually, because we both have the same beer, later during our untapped portion of the show. But right now, it is time for the beer news. So let's see, I have three stories. A couple of them are from a couple weeks ago and one is from this past week. And the first one's from VinePair. Here's the headline. AI shocks readers with revelation in hop take column. I wrote this article. I'll, I'll just read the first couple um, paragraphs of the article and because that has usually most of it in there. There's a right-wing Twitter joke, using the term loosely here, that makes the rounds whenever a media company does layoffs, wherein reply guys jump into the me- mentions of just laid-off writers with the same bit of fake career advice. Learn to code, they like to say. Classic stuff. But what happens when writers get laid off because of code? Your humble hop take columnist would rather not find out, but it's not up to me, which is why I've been watching with equal parts fascination and dread the brush fire popularity of ChatGPT, a new artificial intelligence software capable of drafting responses to nearly any prompt in coherent human prose. My colleagues in the press, mainstream and niche alike, are astonished and impressed, if not fearful, Quote, we're witnessing a significant advance in public conversational AI, wrote journalist Alex Kantrowitz in his independent newsletter, Big Technology. Chat GPT feels different, smarter, weirder, more flexible, mused the New York Times columnist Ken Ruse, though he's been criticized for being way too crypto-credulous in the recent past, so grain of salt and all that. Whether Chat GPT or its descendants will finally put me and my MacBook out to pasture depends in part on how well its creators hurdle obstacles both technical and ethical. We'll see. In the meantime, I thought it'd be worthwhile, maybe even a little bit fun to learn to code, find out how the bot handles writing about my particular area of focus. After all, if the program is indeed trained on the internet's vast sum of written knowledge, it should be able to come up with a take or several about the American beer business, right? Earlier this week, I interviewed ChatGPT over a course of a few hours, prompting it with roughly two dozen beer-related queries. Some were goofy and leading, meant to elicit funny responses like, Can you write me an ode to popular hop varietals in the style of Oscar Wilde? But most were serious attempts to prod beer business wisdom out of machine-learned software. This required playing to its strengths. The software was only trained on text through 2021, so it won't make forward-looking predictions. 
and it retrieves outdated information on fast-moving trends like hard seltzer. So, I mean, let's stop right there and let's talk about this. So they're talking about writing articles for online, you know, uh, I guess uh, websites and uh, maybe even magazines. Like a computer could write an article like, say, um, you know, talk about <laughs> the best one would be um, how did the, uh, where did IPAs come from? All right. <laughs> people like them. Oh no, that would be that. That was my next one. Why are IPAs so popular? <laughs> no. People yeah, uh, no, but like the whole, you know, like uh, where did IPAs come from? Oh, you know, well the uh, the Britons were traveling around the uh, the Cape of South Africa, uh, yeah. <laughs> going on their way to India, and the the beer kept spoiling. So yeah, I mean, this is a this is a an interesting take about um, just where the future of article writing might go to um as far as now would you be would you how would you feel about like not just beer but just in general reading articles online that were generated by a computer would you would they be less you know credible uh, or just as credible or you're just not sure yet yeah i'm not sure in fact uh... I'm sorry, it kind of... <laughs> I know we were supposed to bring it up again, but um, you know the comedian a- uh, Andrew Schultz? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, the analogy he made about Kanye and his, his anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. It's just, he just gets random information from here and there and spits it out like it's real. It's like, well, where where is this AI going to get all the information from? Is it going to scan every article and kind of consolidate it? You know what I mean? It, it kind of sounds like it does, but then how does it vet yeah. the information where it gets it from? Like, not every exactly. article is, yeah, is credible. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of got... Like, first of all, I would really want to know it's who it's written by. You know, so, like, is it going to say, like, what... Uh, if it was generated by something. From, yeah. Versus an, an actual... Uh, you know, I... <clears throat> I respect real journalists, though. You know, I mean, so, some of the best, uh, you know, what you call the sports people I, I listen to and follow uh, were like hardcore journalists. I mean, mm-hmm. Kornheiser and Wilbon. I mean, they were journalists for years. And, and yeah, they're they taken over TV. They've taken over because they're good. They're good because they know the craft. They know how to report. You know what I mean? They know. How to, yeah, they know how to convey a story. There you go. They have a voice. I think that that's the, the the big thing about authors and writers is they have a voice, and so some right. of them like 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 Kornheiser and Wilbon can tra- you know can translate to TV. Not all writers can translate to TV, but they still have a voice, even though you know like yeah you know audibly yes they have a voice, but they they have a prose. I think the this writer writes write wrote it correctly. There's a prose, and I'm wondering if we'll lose that with the it might just all seem all the same and formulaic if it goes to all ai but then again i think there's also a need for editors they can't just you know generate an article and put it out that has to be double checked at least once by you know a live person <laughs> to make sure uh, there's nothing uh that, <coughs> bless you there's nothing that's you know outlying in it or, or like outlandish definitely i mean that that's that's basically it it's like how uh yeah at the same time like how many uh how many really beer articles do you read about the beer you're drinking are gonna drink you know yeah the the specific specific one no yeah that's why i choose to stay away from those articles it's more about like the industry that i like to to read about yeah that or like uh, yeah yeah put it this way i'm not and i'm saying that uh, what what I'm interested in reading about beer is is what everyone else is, but like, you know, are uh, am I gonna just uh, what am I gonna say? I'd rather read about yeah, I'd rather re- read about the business industry, like like a, a, a an opening in a new place or uh, a, a new method or new style of beer and the concept behind it, yeah, rather than someone's beer review. Mm-hmm. Right, but it seems you know I mean? yeah, it does seem like that's what these uh, this AI is is geared towards. 
more than a, a review about beer. But I guess it, it could find some reviews and just like, uh, you know, put them all together. Like here's here's one. Here's an example. Here's a prompt. And then the subsequent article that are the paragraphs that the AI wrote. So here's the prompt. White Claw is lightly, widely credited with launching the hard seltzer boom in the United States. What can craft brewers learn from that brand's success when developing new products of their own? So here's the uh, the response. It's a one paragraph. White Claw's success can be attributed to several factors, including its refreshing and low-calorie nature, as well as its marketing efforts. Craft brewers can learn from White Claw's emphasis on creating a product that appeals to consumers looking for a refreshing and low-calorie alternative to traditional beer. Additionally, effective marketing can play a key role in the success of a new product. So craft brewers may want to consider investing in advertising and promotion to help get their product off the ground. Now, it seems all they did was take the points of the question, the main topics, and just expand on it. And almost, it almost seems really obvious. And the only really uh, um, suggestion that that actually could be considered, uh, you know, tangible is the consider investing in advertising and promotion to help to get their product off the ground. But even that's pretty. It's rudimentary business right there, right? You know, marketing and, and advertising and all that. So and maybe maybe the, the question wasn't a good question, but I think if anything, the the questions have to be brought up to the AI. It's not like the AI can generate its own prompts. Right. There still has to be some human involvement in it. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting article. I, I like reading it because there's we've talked about, you know, like the metaverse and uh, virtual reality here before on and, and, and nfts um so there, there is a future in technology just i don't know it just seems so new and we don't know where it's actually going to be headed towards in the next five ten years so we'll see but you know that that chat gpt or whatever it's called <laughs> people are uh, upset because uh students might be able to use it to write papers right and i mean to be honest, not all of us are writers, man. All we want to do is get our microbiology degree. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not saying I'm a microbiologist, but I, I I was just throwing a science out there that you know they're they're not writers. They're they don't have, they're not authors, and they're not you know they just want to study you know um, microbiology. And if they can get them through school, if they're smart enough to get through school, because not everything is is writing. There's also math involved too. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I was never the best English student, so I would have loved to have it. How about you? Or did you like? Yeah, that? I mean, uh, you know, it's kind of like depending on the topic. Mm. I wouldn't. I didn't learn how to write properly until I was in graduate school, because <laughs> everything before I just it was a labor. And it wasn't until graduate school where I, I really hit my stride and I was able to, um, and I didn't mind writing. In fact, my master's thesis, I had no, I, I had no intention of writing as long as I did. I remember, remember in high school when they'd be like, oh, write a three page paper. You're like, oh, fuck, three pages. How am I going to yeah. fill three pages? <laughs> my master's thesis was, <laughs> was 23 pages in, 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 and I had no problem with it. Like I, I wish I could have made it shorter, but I had to keep writing because I had to prove everything that I I was trying to prove. No, I get you. So yeah, it, it, maybe it just has to do with practice. I mean, well, every anything you get better with practice, but um, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to uh, something else that is beer related. All right, this one comes from Tasting Table. The headline is: Irish researchers make a big discovery about the origins of lager. Uh, it seems only, Ooh. yeah. It seems only fitting that the Irish would make significant headway in the ongoing history and mystery. Ooh, I like that history and mystery of beer in Europe. According to the New York Times, the failing New York Times, I hear from one person. A paper published in December seventh in the scientific journal FEMS Yeast details the discovery of a particular yeast that was previously thought not to exist in Europe, made by students in the University College Dublin. The yeast in question is one of a parental pair that, when combined, uh, create. Uh, now, apologies, apologies for the uh, the Latin here. Um, Saccharomyces 
Pastorianus. Eh, it says anus. Pastori anus. The yeast essential for making lager. According to the University of Toronto, lager's roots lie in the 15th century Bavaria, a large area in Germany that surrounds Munich. Lager, which means storage in German, was kept in cold caves as it fermented, so the yeast used needed to be cold hardy for the process to occur. Lager is unusual in this way, as most ales are fermented in warmer temperatures and using top fermenting yeast. Um, Pastorianus is known as bottom fermenting yeast. The parents of the hardy yeast are um, S. Cerevisiae, uh, Cerevisiae, which is known to be native to Europe, and S. Eubinianus, which is until recently wasn't, until recently wasn't. According to Daily Mail, the elusive yeast uh, Eubianus was first discovered in 2011 in the wilds of Patagonia, Argentina. Like his child, Pastorianus, Eubianus is cold res resistant. This trait was undoubtedly passed along to his offspring as the two are 99% identical. So Eubianus has since been discovered in numerous countries across South and North America as well as Tibet and New Zealand. In Europe, however, the strain remained undiscovered begging the question of how exactly a Eubianus made its way from Patagonia to Bavaria to join up with Cerevisiae per The Economist. So, there you go. There are um, notes of lager yeast outside of Bavaria, in still in Europe though. So There you go. Oh, yeah, so uh, lager isn't just, you know, for, made from or comes from uh, germany basically it's a little bit more widespread than that and it's just maybe the germans perfected it word so good for them all right and then one more story uh, this is also from vine pair the headline is jury asked to define what beer is in battle over corona heart seltzer this one's a uh, pretty interesting and we've talked about it before uh, are flavored malt beverages, namely hard seltzers, considered beer? Well, this query has sparked a debate as for as long as White Claw has been, has eluded laws. <laughs> One legal case may actually settle the argument once and for all. In a lawsuit filed in February 2021, Anheuser-Busch InBev's Mexican division struck a claim as U.S.-based Constellation Brands over supposed breach of an agreement about the usage of Corona name. Grupo Modelo, a division of Anheuser-Busch InBev, has a bid for a pre-trial win, and Constellation has requested a dismissal, both of which have been rejected. The product in question is Corona Heart Seltzer, a Corona-branded product launched by Constellation in spring 2020. Grupo Modelo claims that Constellation violated a licensing agreement and its trademark According to recent coverage by Reuters, Reuters um, the licensing agreement states that Constellation may use the Corona name for beer products only. While Constellation claims the hard seltzer is contained under the beer umbrella, Grupo Modelo argues that the drinks wouldn't be considered as such by a jury. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan stated that Modelo's argument is stronger, but the exact definition of beer remains unclear. So Constellation could use the uh, Corona brand, but only as a beer. But since it's trying to use it as a uh, hard seltzer under the hard seltzer brand, I think which goes back to to your one of your arguments about using a beer name uh, for a hard seltzer, like you know, or like a Bud Light, you know, um, it cheapens the name and it kind of it, it makes the customer um, it, it confuses the customer. I would think, right? Right. So they should have just used a different name altogether, you know, like uh, come up with a, a different brand name for our, if they're going to come up with a hard seltzer, why you put the Corona name on it or like the, the Bud Light um, variants? Why put uh, why put the Bud Light name on it? Just name it something else. 100% uh, behind that. It's like, uh, like who owns White Cloud? Does it? Uh, um, I know Truly, Truly, Boston Beer Company owns Truly, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't, they didn't call it uh, Sam Adams Hard Seltzer, right? <laughs> so yeah, that was smart of them to do that to just to come up with a different brand name for the Hard Seltzer. So now, 
uh, they're in a fight with AB and Bev because they're using a name um, that they weren't supposed to use, except for with beer only. Uh, would you would you consider hard seltzer beer? I think that's that's the root no. of this uh, the jury. So if you're on the jury, you'd be like, nope. Pretty much, yeah. I agree. I would be no hard seltzer is not beer. Right. It's a it's a flavored beverage or flavored malt beverage, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what it says right here. Flavored malt beverages such as such as hard seltzers are brewed and fermented in a similar manner to beer, but often have a sweeter taste without any bitter hoppiness. They often have similar ABVs around the 5% range, excuse me, and are typically found in the same retail spaces. The court date hasn't been set, and judging by the lengthy timeline of pretrial processes, we might not learn the results anytime soon. But yeah, I mean, I think... From what I understand, I, I could be totally wrong, but it seems like hard seltzers are made similar to beer, but they do not have any hops in it. They just brew it without hops, and then they add a sweetener at the end. Yeah, I heard some of them are just totally like almost made like a soda. Hmm. Like carbonated water and a a, a white alcohol from from a sugar, like a rum alcohol. Yeah. And a, and fruit flavor. All right. So yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I, I've never seen it done. I've seen beer being made and and spirits being made, but I should uh, watch a video on heart seltzer being made just, just for my satisfying my own curiosity now. What? All right, and that's all I have for the beer news this week. So you know what time it is? I think I do. Time for everyone's favorite segment on cold brew because it's my favorite segment. It's time. Well, it's not time for the cold brew list. It's time for Coach's yeah, Corner. Not. Quarter number three-ish. All right. Well, so <clears throat> welcome to segment three of Coach's Corner. This segment only cover weeks uh, 10 through 13. So let's start off with Dennis Allen of the New Orleans Saints, who went uh, one in three this uh, this part with a loss to Pittsburgh, twenty to ten. Went over the Rams, a loss to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, thirteen nothing, and a loss to Tampa Bay. You were at that game. It seemed like it was a lot uh, further apart than thirteen nothing. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, we had a great defensive showing, but yeah, offense kind of uh, had some <clears throat> had some less desirable parts, I guess. You want to see. Yeah, that was when uh, what's the name? Um, was that when Garoppolo went down? Or was that the next? No, one? he went down the Miami game. Okay, so we got yeah, Miami. All right, then uh, Todd Bowles of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They uh, let's see, week ten, they uh, they beat Seattle, they had a bye, they lost to Cleveland, and they beat New Orleans. So they went two and one this time. And nice. oh, I'm sorry, going back to going back to the Saints, that puts them um, four and nine after 13 weeks, and it puts uh, the Buccaneers six and seven after 13. Weeks. Well, that's after, so, after 14 weeks. I put the 14 week total there. Oh, uh, fourteen week total. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're they're six and they were six and six after week thirteen. Yeah, six and six. There you go. Okay. Um, moving on. Brian Debo, the bowl. <laughs> I the used bowl. To, I, I always thought it was the bowl, but yeah, they they say Debo on TV. Yeah. So. So uh, going back to week ten, uh, they beat Houston. They lost to Detroit. They lost to Dallas. And they tied Washington, hmm. so that put them one two and one that chunk. And uh, for the season, then they would be seven four and one at that point after mm-hmm. thirteen weeks. Right. All right. Moving on to your boy Matt Eberflus, head coach, Chicago Bears. In this segment, he went over four, losing to Detroit, Atlanta. The Jets and Green Bay, putting them at three and ten on this. 
Shut it hurt. Moving on to Nathaniel Hackett of the Denver Broncos, who also went over for this time, losing to Tennessee, Las Vegas in overtime, mm-hmm. at Carolina and at And he too, it, or after that point, he was a uh, three and nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Bears and the Broncos actually have wins over the Niners. That still bugs me. I know, man. Have we had me those too. games back? We'd be like looking at number ones, but yeah. What about Atlanta right. too? <laughs> by the way, I heard, I heard uh, Hackett's gonna probably be gone. By the way, oh, he's gonna get hacked. That's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Eberflus kind of has something going. I mean, like I don't know if you watch Fields. I mean, Fields has some nice runs and some nice stats and stuff. However, what's the only thing that matters at the end of the week? The win. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Mike McDaniel. Uh, he went, let's see. They beat Cleveland. They had a bye. They beat Houston. And they lost to San Francisco. And they gave birth to Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, so you, everyone out there, you could thank the Miami Dolphins for that. Yes, BCB. Hey, uh, and you know, even though I'm probably gonna lose now, uh, I'm put the jinx in. But I threw uh, I threw five bucks on Brock Purdy to win the offensive rookie of the year at plus eleven hundred. There you go. So we'll see. Probably not, but I figured jump on it now. But better now than week eighteen. All right, moving on. Josh McDaniels, Las Vegas Raiders. Mm -hmm. They had a pretty good little chunk here. I mean, they lost to Indy. And head coach Jeff Saturday's debut. Right. Then they beat Denver in overtime. They beat Seattle in Seattle. And they beat the Chargers. Yeah. And that, that was a quality win right there. Yeah. Oh, did, you see oh. today's, did you see today's game? Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. That was Crazy. fucking wild. That was a wild ending. Yeah, some call it the greatest ending ever. Some call it the stupidest play ever. Depends uh, on <laughs> your point of view. Yeah, right. Next, Kevin O'Connell of the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Week 10, they beat Baltimore in overtime. They get trounced by Dallas. They uh, beat New England and beat the Jets. The Jets should have won that game, but that's neither here nor there. They didn't, so W yeah. for, the, uh, for the Vikes. Next. Your boy, Doug Peterson. <laughs> uh, going back this chunk, um, week 10. He had a bye. Lost to Kansas City. At Kansas City. They beat Baltimore. Then they lose to Detroit. Mm-hmm. They got, they got Trump. Talk about Trump team. Yeah. 40 to 14. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Levy Smith. Dang. Uh, he went 0 for 4 <laughs> this segment. Losing the Giants, losing the the uh, the Commodores, <laughs> losing the what? The Commodores. <laughs> yeah, what if they What's the a higher rank? What? What's a higher rank, Commander or Commodore? Oh, I don't know. That's good. I didn't even think Commander was a rank. I just thought it was a title. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Depending, yeah. depending on your branch of service, I guess. Yeah, I know. Right? Actually, I think I think Commodore is an extinct uh, rank person. Yeah, it could be. Uh, seems like more like the 18, early 1900s. Right. That's the end of the original contestants. Mm-hmm. And then we'll um, feature uh, Steve Wilkes, who took over from uh, the Panthers. Uh, they beat Atlanta. They lost to Baltimore. And then they beat Denver and had a bye. And then Jeff Saturday at the Colts. So they beat the Raiders and then lost to Philly, lost to Pittsburgh, and lost to Dallas. So nine of these guys have losing record. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Out of and they're on some teams that are that are hurting. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of these guys might be on the hot seat, like names, you know, talked about in the media. There's, we have no verification of this, so you know, like Dennis Allen yeah. I've heard, Todd Bowles name I've heard. I just for the first time you're the first one I heard say Eberflus, but I know you listen to a lot of 
um, national sports program. So I believe you. No, or, no, yeah. I, I said I said Hackett. I said even though he's losing, Eberflus probably can stay. Oh, okay. Like okay. they have the same record. No, they have the same record, but a lot yeah. of people say Prudential. Yeah, I think. Yeah, going back. And Hickey, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know what they're going to do with Dennis Allen. Todd Bowles. Uh, I think they're like either Brady's going to retire or move on. They're just going to blow that up. Table's mm-hmm. uh, doing all right. Eberflus is going to stay. Hackett probably year, gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, here's the thing with McDaniel, Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins. I thought he was going to be a fall guy. Like the whole thing is, you know, they were t- that whole. Remember the whole tampering thing with Brian, Brian, Brian Flores, Flores yeah. the year before, and like, yeah, I thought they were the the Dolphins were tanking and they were going to blow it up and bring in uh, Sean Payton and and uh, and uh, Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Like mm. make a total run and have, have all their draft picks and possibly even start using those draft picks for for known commodity players. And blah blah blah, but I think Mike McDaniel's success kind of pushed that aside for now. I mean, you really can't fire a guy <laughs> that's having that much success, right? Yeah, you need to get him a better defense. That's what you need. Yeah, Josh McDaniels. I mean, or a deeper line. You know, the, oh yeah, I've the same, right. the same, the same. Uh, you are what your record, you know, re- record says you are. Is you know that is very truthful. However. They've been in a lot of close games, you know. Yep. Uh, Kevin O'Connell's probably fine. Doug Peterson. I mean, uh, he's turning the tide, you know. Yeah, they they show a lot of good flashes. Go back to McDaniel's real quick, or for for me anyway. My comment on McDaniel's car's been like so up and down this year. I don't know if you could pin it all on McDaniel's. So I I, right. I, I I have no idea where Carr's head is at, but it's just not he's not consistent. He's really good or really bad at times. So um, that he he might be McDaniel's undoing, not not McDaniel's himself. But anyway, so Peterson, yeah, the the Jaguars have been uh, showing flashes of brilliance, and uh, I keep wanting to call him Johnny Lawrence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is, is he's he's good man. He's a good quarterback. He just needs more pieces around him. Definitely. And, and then um, we we've talked about Levy before. He's he's gone. Yeah, yeah placeholder. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, uh, th- that's like okay. Here, here's the first thing: his age. You know, he's 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 on in years. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, he's he doesn't have time to do a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion. And then on top of that, it's what what do they really have to? You know. uh they got to get a guy who's going to weather the storm and get some continuity there. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's which take, is, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is hard of the game, which is a, a hard part of the game, but we shall see. I think, it, it, yeah. And <laughs> inject some new life and weather storm as far as like, they're going to, it's going to take them a year or two to, to, to get back all their picks that they, you know, they, they write, they deserve because they traded so much away and um, because of Bill O'Brien. Right, but remember that they got a bunch for uh, for oh, the Watson, uh, right? the Brown, yeah, yeah, that's true. Forgot about that. Yeah, that, then he looks he, he's got something going, but I I'm pretty sure he, they're going to get someone else with the Panthers. I would think so. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Jeff Saturday's a placeholder too. I mean, Thursday yeah. uh, really uh, shooting in the dark there. No offense to 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 Saturday, just it, it was a. Uh, it was a tough situation to be in. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, dang, I heard uh, the Cardinals uh, GM is is on leave for personal reasons, but everyone thinks he's going to get canned at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Along with the coach, too, I've yeah. heard that. And, and Murray, I th- I, I've heard they're going to blow everything up, even though they just gave Murray a package. I, I that's what I hear. I don't know. Rumors though. Rumors. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm looking at Don't all the Yeah, I'm looking at all the teams. I think uh, um Pittsburgh and Cleveland are tied for last in their division, but I think both those coaches are, are they're fine. Um Denver, yeah, Hackett's gone. Rivera, I don't know about Rivera. They're doing well. They're doing well enough. They lost tonight, but I I don't think uh Rivera's going anywhere. And 
Yeah, I don't think uh, um, what's his name, uh, FedEx uh, Smith is going anywhere. Arthur Smith, he's not going anywhere. Nah. So yeah, the, I think just we might have another uh, another full slate of coaches next year for Coach's Corner, man. We might have another was it eight or nine coaches next year? Yeah, nine. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll wait and see. I mean, that's why we do this. We we love football and we love uh, turmo- the turmoil as far as the the bottom of the the list goes. Even our team was in it at one point. Right, like three years in a row. That's right. Yeah, three years in a row. All right, very nice. Uh, we still have uh, what five week, four weeks left in the season. No, this is week fifteen. We still have one more game, and then three more after that. So, yeah, we will come back and uh, yeah, we'll know because usually they get fired like uh, like Black Monday, right? Right. That Monday after the season ends. So, anyway, um, any uh, any thoughts uh, on this week's slate? Did you did you get to watch any, or were you out doing family stuff because the Niners played on Thursday? I uh, know I got to watch them. I got to watch the games today. Okay. Um, the uh, I saw the end of the uh, the Vikings Colts game. Oh yeah, good and terrible, <laughs> right? And I saw I saw the whole uh, the whole uh, Bills uh, Miami game. Oh okay, yeah, that was yeah that was the Saturday game. Right. That's good. I, I miss a lot and of then, sa- yeah. Saturday games. I just had to keep up with it on my uh, on my phone. And then. Um, this morning, I saw the uh, the the lame ass World Cup finals. <laughs> nah, I didn't watch. It. I I it, have a problem with PKs, man. Hey, yeah, it was a good soccer game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really good. It tied, but then to, to determine the winner of this whole damn thing comes down to a a, a skills competition. It's like, I th- okay, it's soccer. It's not football, so there's not a lot of contact. There's some, but there's not a lot. Let them play till they yeah. drop. Golden goal, man. For the World Cup final, golden goal. Yeah, exactly. That's how they should uh, do it. But you right. know, I, I think the best summation I could, uh, I, I saw on online um, was uh, Bill Burr on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Uh, he says, I mean, I could make a penalty kick. <laughs> I could miss a penalty kick, to be honest. Yeah, I know some of the players missed them. However, the I don't know. The, it just seemed you know you're shooting point blank at a at a goalie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it just it, to me it takes a lot of sport out of it. You know it does. It, it yeah, like you said, it turns it is into the uh, a skills competition instead, like a, an all star game. <laughs> it's like if in the NBA Finals, if it was Game Seven, you know, and. They got to the end of regulation. Like, okay, line up for uh, for free throws. Free throws. Yeah. <laughs> or at the end of the Super Bowl, you know, line up for uh, field goals. We'll just keep going back until someone misses. All right. But I could, you know, there's a, there's an argument because the, the, I looked it up and the uh, in the Super Bowl they play until someone wins. They don't do, uh, and you can argue like, well, that's not really good for the CTE issue and everything. But they're trying to make it safer, but. It's, yeah, and or like uh, in hockey, for the Stanley Cup, they don't go down to, to during the regular season. Yeah, they they go to to penalty shots, but during the during the playoffs, they just keep playing until one team fucking is dead and they can't defend no more, and the other team scores. Right. So that's what they should do for the World Cup, man. It's it's just it's it. I can get it like throughout the regular portion, like the round robin and the knockout stage. Sure. Go for PKs, but for the final, play for the golden goal, man. Let 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 them win, you know, on you know your team, your team worthiness, not on your your individual um, skills. Exactly. All right. Anyway, man, how's your beer treating you? How's our beer treating us? Good. I mean, I'm still sipping on it. It opened up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I'm digging it. I, to be honest, I know I didn't have this last year, or did I? I haven't had it since no, we, I'm pretty sure I did. you brought that Magnum to our aunt's house for Christmas. Do you even drink that? <laughs> yeah, remember we tried to power through the whole thing and we just couldn't do it anymore? Like, uh, it, then I just I started fading at the end of the night. We didn't oh, drink geez. the whole thing. I think I maybe had like three pints of it and that was it. Huh. You know, I was looking for that Magnum. I'm glad I didn't get it. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, this would have been tough. You, you would have had to take a couple nights to finish this. And by the last night, it would have been all stale. Exactly. All right. So we're going to do a. Uh, should we do a double rating or just a, a, like a, an average rating between both of ours? No, you go ahead and rate it. Okay. All right. I like this one. It's not my favorite. The host the honor. Okay. <laughs> it's not my favorite uh, style of beer. But I do like this one, and it always brings up good memories. It, like I said, it reminded me of the time when we tried to drink a whole magnum of it <laughs> on one night. Hey. Yeah, so, you know, it's, like I said, it's not my favorite style of beer, but it does bring back good memories. It might be even my, my first winter warmer I've ever had. Um, so, yeah, on this one, um, I get a lot of uh, malty notes to it, and maybe a little bit of orange, a little orangish, like... Uh, like a orange zest, yeah, like that citrus zest, yeah, yeah, and like a piney, almost like an oily piney, maybe like a a eucalyptus type of uh, note, because there is like a little mintiness, and I'm so when when I get that that type of piney, uh, minty type, it reminds me of the eucalyptus trees out in the Oakland Hills. That makes sense. Yeah, we don't get a lot of eucalyptus out here in, in Arizona, so it does remind me of the Bay Area. So it. It does bring out some nostalgia, but I, I'm not going to let that um, affect my judgment too much. But I do like this beer, um, but the spice really knocks it down for me. So I'm going to give it a 3.75. It's not bad. It's just not my style of beer. Now, um, so I'm going to go to our untapped portion of the show. No, I mean, I'm going to go to our untapped app. I looked up earlier, but I did not look at the... Uh, it has a 3.65, so we give it a small little bump. None of our friends have rated it right now. And so I'm going to give it 3.75. And I'm going to say it is um, sweet and minty and spicy. So save and check in. All right. A uh, couple things I, I did want to bring up. Real quick, going back to the World Cup. Have you seen that meme that's going around, uh, or the picture that's going around of the uh, the goalie with the uh, that won the trophy, the, the the Golden Hands trophy, or whatever they yeah. call it? Is <laughs> using it as as his penis? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. So I don't know why yeah. that still but cracks me up, dude. It's it's on the world stage too. Uh, I guess that's probably why. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I like to have a. But, like, I want to see someone at the Oscars do that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shit. how you accept an award. Yeah, that's... The <laughs> and the Oscars would be more funny because it's more, you know, straight. It's more like a... And it'd be more funny if, yeah. if a woman did it, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but there was one uh, episode of 30 Rock. I don't know if you ever watched it or uh, watched all of them, but um, there was one... <laughs> there was one where... Liz Lemon, played by Tina Fey, um, they had to make a model train, and their team won, and so she's all celebrating. And she she put she used the train as her, her the you know the the engine as a, a penis. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. It was funny. I like Tina Fey. Maybe uh, maybe I'm biased, but anyway, uh, um, yeah, that was uh, that was that was all right. I I I watched a, a few minutes. I know on a earlier podcast I said I, I was boycotting because of the whole Qatar um, thing but um, I did watch a few minutes I can't lie and I even put uh, some money on Spain back when they were like an 8 to 1 to win the whole thing and then they got or bounced by uh, Morocco so I was upset about that but next year uh, the next I was going to say next year the next World Cup is going to be a North American World Cup I don't know if you know that um, the games are going to be held in Mexico the US and Canada and I'm, I'm not sure where the uh, the final is going to be. I think it might be in the U.S. But like all the uh, yeah. the, sweets, uh, the round robin games are going to be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. All the all the group stages are going to be all over the place. And it's, it's going to be bigger, too. They're going to expand it. It's going to be hella teams. But yeah, the uh, the elimination games are supposed to be in uh, the U.S. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I, I can get down with that. So I'll watch next time. And I hope the, uh, the U.S. has a striker by then. I think that's the problem with the U.S. is they never had like a marquee striker. You know, the easiest one to go to right now is because he won is Messi. But there's also like Ronaldo and even like, uh, you know, back in the day with Figo and Zidane and 
um, all those guys. Well, I, I guess I don't know if Zidane was a striker. I, I, I have to erase that, but um, you know what I'm saying. Ronaldinho and the the Brazilian Ronaldo. There's always like a striker on like the the marquee teams, and the U.S. has never had a striker. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, and then uh, one more uh, one more thing I was thinking of is, um, are you done with your Christmas shopping? Yeah. Good. That's very good. I think I have some stopped. people aren't getting shit, but <laughs> that's the way it goes, man. You know, after a while, just you know, you you ain't getting. I'll send you a text. That's your Christmas gift. Oh, geez. <laughs> Not you personally. I'm just like like you know, to, like the people that ain't getting shit. Like the fact that I remembered you on Christmas. That's your gift. Back. <laughs> I think I have a, a couple things to get. Um, still have to get something for our parents. I, I might. I might wish out and just get a, a gift card. So, what are you going to do, right? Pretty much. All right. Anything else you'd like to bring up on this episode of Cold Brew? No. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening and for this uh, show. If you're catching it uh, when it first comes out, uh, Merry Christmas. Hope you have a good, a good uh, celebration. That's right. And we'll have one more show uh, coming out before the new year. So, Stay, uh, pay attention and stay tuned for that. So, thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew podcast. I am Greg, he is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next time. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go Eight comic books, seven packs of smokes, six packs of two for five. And a beer on Yeah, that beer is empty. Okay, date uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden tooth, four pounds of bag, cream, French toast, two turtlenecks.